Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 17 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. And today we continue our series on For the Love of Preaching. We have a special guest with us today, Joshua Cantrell. Uh, Before we get started with our episode for today, we want to remind you about the Scattered Abroad Network of podcasts. You can check us out at scatteredabroad.org. That's our website, and there you can find all the various podcasts that you can listen to that are provided for each day of the week. Uh, Joshua Cantrell is one of our hosts on the Scattered Abroad Network, and uh, I'm glad that Josh was able to join us for the podcast today. Josh, how are you doing? Doing great, Chase. How about you, man? I'm doing well. Well, I'm glad that you joined us uh, for the podcast today, and like I said, we're going to be talking about my series, For the Love of Preaching, and Kind of my goal for this series is to encourage uh, other men who are thinking about going into preaching to do so. And certainly, uh, I don't know about you, Josh, but I really enjoy uh, preaching. In my opinion, it's the greatest profession in the world. What do you think? I agree 100%. I can remember a very young uh, and an older gentleman who had been a preacher for a very long time to kind of pull me to the side and say, you know, I, I know you want to preach and that's great. Uh, but he also said, if you can do anything other than preach, you should probably do that. He was basically saying, um, you can't do both. You know, as, as, as preachers and what we do and the love of it, it is by far the greatest job on earth. Being able to help people, encourage people, and just seeing the growth within the people we're preaching to, it is just a beautiful thing. And I'm just, I'm just, just thankful that I have of preaching not just as a job, but as a lifestyle as well, which I'm sure you share the same feelings as well. Absolutely, and it's certainly, like you said, a lifestyle. And, uh, you know, preaching is, is something that you've you kind of got to be all in or all out. You can't be in the middle, middle ground uh, when it comes to preaching. And I, I like what you said there about someone pulled you to the side and said, if you can do anything else, then do it. But if you can't, then preach, because... I really feel that way. Um, I've got to preach. I mean, that's just uh, like Jeremiah. The the word is is down in our bones, and it's like a fire, and and we're weary with trying to contain it. And so we got to let God's word out and preach the word. Absolutely. You know, just you know, just just kind of coming from what you're saying there. You know, you, of course, you know, First Corinthians nine sixteen, Paul says, "Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel." Right. So his attitude should certainly be our attitude as well. Absolutely. Well. We're going to go ahead and get started with the questions for uh, the episode today, and the goal is to show our listeners uh, how we preachers got into this, and uh, by doing so, hopefully encouraging other men who are thinking about taking that leap uh, into preaching, whether it be part-time or full-time or what have you, uh, to to making that leap and, and getting into it. So before we kind of get into some some more uh, specific questions. I want to kind of ask you this general question, uh, if you would. Just kind of tell me about yourself and uh, your family, uh, where you live, and, and where you preach, uh, where you went to school, and, and that sort of thing. Absolutely. 
again, um, for, you know, those who are listening, uh, my name is Joshua Cantrell, and I was born and raised uh, in Columbus, Georgia, in Phoenix City, Alabama. In fact, those two cities are just a, just a bridge across from each other. And I grew up at the Casita Road Church of Christ. Uh, my parents, they were uh, added to the body in the early 90s, and they moved uh, from another congregation in town to Casita Road, and they were very a very small congregation when they first got here. Then through the 90s, the growth, uh, evangelism, I, th- I believe they went from maybe 100 members to six or 700 very, very quick. And so a new building was built, uh, a new preacher came in in 1997, and that being Brother Glasgow, and he's still here today. He, he's been my preacher my entire life. So going to preaching school, the middle school of preaching for those two years, and then being able to come back home to work with him and just learn and just grow has been an absolute dream come true, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people and a lot of preacher friends, they, you know, they go into works uh, not really knowing what to expect. Uh, not really knowing how to handle certain situations. But for me, I was certainly blessed to be able to come work with a preacher who had been doing it at that time for 45 years. Wow. And so, yeah, and, and so just being able to just to just kind of sit back and learn. You know, the only thing I had to do was preach. And, and even now, you know, the only thing I'm really uh, doing every Sunday is just preaching, of course, Bible classes, uh, helping out with the young adult program. I kind of like to spearhead that. I have a lot of young adults helping me with that. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's, it's just going great. And then, of course, you know, over the 20 years, of course, numbers are going to go down, unfortunately, through a lot of deaths. Uh, but right now, we're probably right at 450, just kind of hanging in there. Uh, but of course, um, COVID certainly has stopped a lot, uh, but it hasn't stopped everything. And I think, uh, that's, that's certainly important to say because, you know, in, in a lot of places, it's almost as if COVID has, you know, given us a, a mindset of being paralyzed, being stagnant. But when you read the New Testament, the Bible just has so much to say about going forward, about pressing on, about doing the work of God. And so, you know, I'm kind of getting off there. You know, yeah. But but again, me, uh, my development, coming back home, being able to work here, uh, going to the Memphis School of Preaching, my parents here, my family, my brothers grew up here. And even now, my parents are still members here. So being able to preach, they're here every Sunday, uh, all the people in the previews know me since I was a kid. The elders, they've been my elders for, uh, since I was a kid as well. So just being able to, to come back home and preach to my home congregation is, it's certainly been a blessing. And of course, we hear about uh, the terrors of going back home, not being able to get the respect you deserve because people see you a certain way. And that certainly is true, but I think the general uh, population here of people, uh, view me as a gospel preacher. And that certainly has taken some time to get there. Uh, but hopefully, as long as I'm here, you know, I want to keep preaching and just keep doing uh, what I have to do to help the congregation here, not just be better servants within the congregation, to, uh, but to encourage other people through evangelism to want to share that same, uh, in that same sentiment as well. Right, and, and certainly that's got to be a tremendous blessing to come home and be able to not only be there with you know, people you've known and loved your whole life, but also to have a mentor, like you mentioned, uh, uh, a preacher who's been preaching, you said, 45 years? At right now, when I got back from preaching school, you have been right at 45, and I've been here about five years. This year will be six years, so wow. it'll be probably right at 51 years for him. Right, that's amazing. And certainly a lot of wisdom and practical experience that uh, you can kind of learn under his wing. 
Absolutely. And, 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 I, and I think you hit it on the head, man. Practical experience and wisdom because, you know, being, you know, me, me, me being only 26 years old, there are just things I just have no idea about and I just haven't lived through those things. But to go across the hall to someone who has and to just kind of sit at his feet and just kind of listen and learn, uh, certainly has been just, just, just fulfilling for me. And also being able to hear him preach, being able to hear him uh, still 71 years strong, just preaching as if he was our age. Wow. It's, 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 it's certainly a blessing uh, to see that. Absolutely. Sure. Well, um, how would you define preaching? I would define preaching as, man, it's, it's, it's so many ways to, you know, so many arenas to go. But for me, if, if I was to define preaching I would say preaching is not about you. I, well, I guess for me, first of all, I'll kind of uh, define what it is not. Um, you know, a lot of people get into preaching because more or less someone has told them they sounded good. Someone right. said, hey, you, you did really good on this sermon and maybe you should preach. Preaching is not about self-praise. Right. Preaching is not about the person who's preaching. Preaching is about Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 and 2, Paul said, For I declare to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so here you have a man, of course, we know in Philippians 3, uh, he talks about his pedigree. He talks about how he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Uh, He studied under the feet of Gamaliel. In verse 8 of Philippians 3, he says, I'm willing to uh, surrender all that stuff, give all that stuff up. For what purpose, Paul? So that I can be pleasing to the God of heaven. So preaching is about Jesus. Preaching is about the gospel. Preaching is about uh, the one true church. Preaching is about showing people that there is an option because I'm, I'm sure you've experienced world change. Many people in the world feel as if they have no hope. Well, when you listen to the preaching of the gospel, you come to find out that that's wrong because there right. is hope. There is a better way to live. There is a better way to grow. There is a better way to learn and invest yourself into something greater than yourself. And so preaching, or as I like to say, uh, being an evangelist, being a minister, whatever it is, my definition of preaching is to just preach Christ. It's to just preach the Bible. It's to just preach the Word. And again, I always tell people, you know, when you're studying the Bible, we get so caught up in reading books about the Bible, we actually forget to read the Bible. Right. is 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 so important to define preaching by how the Bible defines it, not by what man defines it, but it's important to define preaching how God defined it. When you read the New Testament, when you read the prophets, when you read the judges, when you read all all sixty six books, preaching is so clear. Not about man, it's about God. So my perfect or my definition of preaching is to present people Jesus Give them, give people the gospel, give them what they have to do to be saved. But not only that, but after they're saved, show them how they now should live. Show them how they now should act. Show them how they now should get out of their own way to make way for God and the Bible. You know, Josh, you mentioned that we shouldn't get into preaching uh, for self-promotion purposes um, and Certainly, I want to emphasize that. I want to make sure that that our listeners know that preachers are not uh, holier than thou compared to the other members or what have you. Preachers are not on some pedestal, at least they shouldn't be. And uh, 
preachers are, are just everyday Christians who, as their occupation, get to preach. They get to preach the word. And so I want to make sure and emphasize that like you did. And and I kind of want to use that to jump into our next question, uh, which is what prompted you to get into preaching? The thing that got me into preaching was I was about I was about 15 years old and I was in high school. Um, just going, uh, just finishing up my freshman year of high school. And I was involved in a lot of different works. Uh, I was in ROTC, the Reserve Office of Training Corps in high school. Uh, I was playing basketball, and so my time was certainly split between those two. And in fact, uh, the summer of my, uh, after my freshman year going into my, uh, my sophomore year of high school, uh, I had went to many basketball camps. I had went to two ROTC camps. And then there was this new program that had already been going, I think, for about maybe two years or, yeah, about two years at that time. And it was a program called Foundations at the Memphis School of Preaching. And I believe the idea uh, first was an idea from Brother Bobby Liddell, and he kind of took it to Brother B.J. Clark. And Brother Clark just took it and just and just more or less just ran with it. And that summer, again, Brother Glasgow, he's a graduate of the Memphis School of Preaching as well. And so he mentioned to me, uh, about going there, about like, hey, how about you go to foundation? Just go see what it's about. And so I did. Of, of, of course, I was very reluctant to go because preaching was something that was not on my radar at all. And so after my freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, and senior year, four years in a row, five years in a row, uh, I had went to foundations uh, where I met Michael Clark, one of our uh, hosts of Scared Abroad, and met Caleb Brotherford there as well. And so I had developed these friendships with guys who lived six or eight hours away from me. And even then, believe it or not, Chase, but even then after high school, uh, I went to foundations and I still did not really know if I wanted to preach. And so I graduated high school in 2012 and I went to school for a year and it's just something that I really just wasn't interested in. And then Brother Glasgow mentioned again, how about you go to the mixed school of preaching? And of course, I had already knew Brother Clark. Uh, he was already a you know father figure to me at that time, and so I, I called him, uh, and he said, "Come on." And so that summer of 2013, I went to the Memphis School of Preaching, and I never looked back. Um, I graduated there in 2015, and even after that, you know, I loved preaching. But going to the Memphis School of Preaching graduation, it made me fall in love with preaching. Of course, I love to do it because, like anybody else, you know, people tell us how good we are. People say, <laughs> right. hey, man, you should preach. You know, you're the next best thing to, you know, this great preacher or whatever. Uh, but once I really got out my, got out of the way of Josh and I started preaching more God and, and, and kind of, you know, got off the high, hey, Josh, you sound good and people are telling you that. Once I kind of buried all of that, I was starting to see that I would really begin making the difference. And I think, and I hope, you know, wherever I preach, that kind of always comes out. My passion, because I love to preach. Right. And I love for people to know I love to preach. Not about how much I know or not about, you know, how many verses we can quote, but not just about me, but pointing people to Jesus, pointing people to the gospel. I, I watch a lot of sports, which I'm sure you do as well, and I just hear how excited the sportscasters are about calling the games in. And I'm like, man, that's the excitement I should, you know, I want right. to have preaching the gospel. And so I have a lot of favorite preachers, which I'm sure, you know, all, all those who are listening have well. But my favorite preacher is Jesus Christ. 
without a doubt. Amen. Because when I read the New Testament and when I read how he preached with love, but he also was stern in his preaching, I said, you know what, out of all the guys here on earth who I take stuff from, I'm not going to put anyone in the seat of my Lord because he is my favorite preacher. He is without a doubt, my. Fa- he is always going to be my favorite preacher. And so all those things, you know, uh, going to foundations, going to the medical school of preaching, uh, coming back home, all those things encourage me to get into preaching and to love it more. So, I really love love what you said there about Jesus, so, you know, our master uh, being your favorite preacher. We don't need to overlook him uh, and, and other great preachers of, of the New Testament and the Old Testament alike. Uh, you know, you think back to Paul, you think back to Peter and the rest of the apostles, and we think back to uh, Timothy and Titus and Stephen and just oh, absolutely, all, you know, wonderful preachers uh, in the New Testament. And then you look back to the Old Testament, you think about the prophets and just you know Amos. I, I love Amos. I love Joel, Hosea. I mean, there's so many prophets, Jeremiah, that you know you just you go through the list, and, and it's amazing the attributes of their preaching and their styles may change. But one thing that doesn't change is they preach the word, and, and that's, that's right. what we're to do uh, as well. Well, you, you mentioned foundations, and I want to ask you this uh, about that real quick. That's at uh, the Memphis School of Preaching. That's a summer camp, and do you do you happen to know offhand what the uh, ages are for that? I believe when I was there, uh, and, and again, the program has certainly transformed over the years because when I was there, uh, it was originally only a camp for young men who wanted to become preachers one day, who had uh, dreams of coming to the middle school of preaching or wherever you're going to go to school. And I think at that time it was maybe 12 to 18. Uh, and I'm sure the age is still the same. But now, uh, as many know, it's, it's also they have a curriculum for young ladies as well uh, who want to grow in their knowledge, who are uh, serious about their walk with God. And so uh, they're not only young men there, but also young women. So, you know, just to see the growth in that program uh, over the past five years. And again, I'm sure all that is, is it's just a credit to Brothers Clark and his vision, uh, but also the vision of the Forest Hill elders as well, you know, because they have to sign off on all of that in order for it to take place. So a lot of individuals up there who have a great vision for that program. And I'm a product of that program without foundations. Uh who knows where I would be? And so, right. again, to answer your question, I think from 12 to 18 is probably um, the age group for that program. And uh, if any of our listeners are in that age range or maybe uh, parents of, of kids in that age range, we would highly recommend that you consider uh, sending your, your children uh, to that camp or, or something similar at some of the other uh, faithful preaching schools in the Brotherhood. Well, we've got time for about one more question. Uh, Josh, you've got the sheet before you. Which one would you like? Number four, number five, or number six? Let's do number six, James. Number six. All right. Question number six on my little handout is this. What advice do you have for someone who's thinking about preaching, whether it be part-time, working with youth, going to a preaching school, uh, learning online to preach, etc.? What advice do you have for someone who's thinking about going into preaching? The advice or... I guess, you know, advice I would give, again, it's, it's a couple of things. Uh, number one, I would tell them, don't do it for the money. Because um, unfortunately, I have seen and I have run into a lot of 
of preachers who only want to do it for the money, which is unfortunate. Because when the money runs out, the implication is you're going to stop preaching. Which right. means you got into it for the wrong reasons anyway. Because there are many men who are preaching who names we would never ever hear about, uh, never ever know those names who are doing it for nothing. Now, of course, we know the Bible, First Corinthians 9, the support of a preacher. Of course, but that's a, you know, another subject for another day. But if, if someone was came to me and said, Josh, I want to get into preaching. What advice would you give me? Don't do it for the money. And then second of all, after that, don't do it for yourself. And what I mean by that is don't preach in such a way that people want to glorify you because it's not about you. It's not about the person who's preaching at all. It's about Jesus. It's about the gospel. And I think along the way, I've run into a lot of preachers who have failed to preach Jesus because they have been preaching more of themselves. But when you look at the Bible, when you look at the Old Testament, and again, that's why denominationalism is so uh, prominent in the world today, because they're giving, they're, they're, they're presenting a message that says you are fine just the way you are. But you don't have to live a certain way. And of course, you know, the Bible doesn't teach that at all. Romans 12, 1 and 2, our mind has to be transformed. Titus chapter 2, verse 1, speak thou the things that become sound doctrine. Then he starts listing behavioral issues, which the implication there is my, my, my behavior and the way I act is also associated with the doctrine. So I would also tell him, uh, just be mindful of what you're preaching and how you're preaching it. Uh, don't try to preach over preacher's head, which I'm sure you, you, you've seen it as well, Chase. Sometimes I get on YouTube and I listen to my brother and, and I'm just confused as I'm sure those in the pews are. Right. <laughs> you know, the gospel shouldn't be so complicated or we shouldn't show how smart or how eloquent we are at speaking that we fail to present people the simple but yet powerful soul saving gospel. So right. again, don't do it for the money. Make sure you're doing it with the right intent. Of course, Paul talks about that in Philippians chapter one. Some do it for all kind of reasons. Right. Some do it for their own gain. Some do it for uh, all types of reasons. He talks about there. If you want to work with the youth, do that. But give it everything that you have. Whatever you want to do, whether it's part time, whether it's full time, whether it's going online. If you're thinking about doing it, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Make sure you're preaching more of him and less of yourself. Because when people are converted to Christ, when people are converted to Jesus, they'll always be with him. Because I've, I've, I've come to realize, Chase, which I'm, I'm sure many who are listening uh, have as well. Uh, very often when the congregation does something that upsets that person, They'll leave because they were converted to that congregation. Right. But when you're converted to Christ, when you're converted to the gospel, when you're converted to the truth, you come to realize it's not even about those people. It's about me and my relationship with God. Luke chapter 7 uh, is a beautiful illustration of that. The woman uh, comes in and she more or less just goes directly to Jesus and those men are mocking her. But she's not worried about them because our Lord is in there. So, again, all those different things, again, I hope are helping someone just to be sure about what they want to do. Because as we stated earlier, if you can do something other than preach, you just go ahead and do that. Because it is not for the faint of heart uh, at all. So, hopefully those, just a few things can help those who are considering uh, preaching as well.
outstanding advice. Josh, we appreciate you for being on the podcast today. Absolutely, Chase. Thank you for having me, man. Having me, man. This has been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Well, Josh is the host of the Diligent Podcast, which appears on the Scattered Abroad Network on Saturdays. Uh, every Saturday, uh, we have new episodes of the Diligent Podcast, and you're certainly welcome, and, and I would encourage you uh, to check out that podcast on the Scattered Abroad Network at scatteredabroad.org. Tune in to us to uh, the Everyday Christian Podcast next week for another episode of For the Love of Preaching. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.